Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the In30.net Tech Podcast. We are broadcasting today from OS 10 Mavericks, uh, build 13A603, and that was released at the end of the keynote that, that took place today. And with me to discuss the keynote and to get you up to speed in half an hour on all of the goodies that Apple announced and or released is Heim Cohen of HeimTime.com. Hello. Oh, he's very excited today. That's because he, he thinks he's going to buy something. And Paul and Shapiro, paulandshapiro.com. Hi. And our resident Apple prognosticator, Drew Pitchford, is also here. Drew, hi, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so this was a pretty, I, 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 this was a pretty nicely done keynote. It seemed nerdier than the rest, which I, I appreciated. Um, but what what was the uh, amongst amongst the four of us? Let's quickly decide what was the biggest thing to come out of it. Here, I'll tell you the biggest thing. I did not watch or listen to the keynote in any sense. Okay, that's not that's not the biggest thing. Drew, Paul, what was the biggest thing from this keynote? Mavericks is free. You think so, Paul? You think Mavericks being free? Okay, the next version of OS ten being free for all existing. Um, OS 10 customers who have hardware that, that can run it, that's the biggest thing. Drew, do you challenge that, or do you think that, that OS uh, 10 going free is the biggest thing to come I out of? I absolutely agree with that, actually. That's that's a huge thing to make an actual desktop operating system free. So. No, the desktop operating patch. Oh, okay. So, correct. Okay, so this, is, so this is a point upgrade. So, Hein, you're taking issue with whether or not it's a full-out operating system. Well, uh, okay, well, my my thing that I want to say is the biggest uh, showstopper was the fact that the iPad 2 is still for sale and still being supported. At three ninety nine, which is hardware that you have. Absolutely. So okay. I feel I'm on the cutting edge. Thank you, Hein, for derailing the conversation from discussing this big change to the free model for for OS X. But in, is it fair to say that the, the principle that's at work here is, is there's not going to be anytime soon OS X for non-Apple hardware, which I have always kept in the back of my mind as a possibility. So instead, they, they want you to buy in via the hardware and rather than saying that the software is in fact devalued, they, they view all hardware upgrades now as as kind of having this extra perk, or what's going on here? Why is it free? I mean, this isn't. It was never a revenue thing for them. So why are they they changing to free? What do they want to say to consumers about they, the hardware? They want to tie them in. You know, uh, previously it'd be, why should I come to Mac? I have to re repurchase all these different software things. You know, basically Word or Pages or whatever. And now everything is free, including the OS upgrades. That just you know makes it easier for for people to switch. So, 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 is this kind of uh, in comparison to Windows 8.1, for instance? Is this is this something that Apple, at least in 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 the mainstream media and the press, can use to say that look, get out of the Windows world permanently now? You're free free sailing uh, on Apple hardware. You're going to get the latest and greatest software at all times, um, as long as your hardware supports it. Is, is that is that the message message that they're sending? Ditch Microsoft for us. Like I, I kind of think that they're over the switching thing. Like I, so is there is there is there something about the cohesiveness of their ecosystem and protecting that cohesiveness that has superseded the importance of any revenue from software sales here? Is that a fair way to look at it? Probably so, especially with iCloud, uh, making sure that everybody has the latest software in order to take advantage of all the newest newest uh, technologies as we move forward here with iOS and and OS ten. So. 
so Paul, is this is this a way for Apple to get rid of uh, an excuse that people might have for not being on Mavericks and for not being on iOS seven or using iPhoto or something that it, it cuts down the amount of drift that they have out of the Apple ecosystem by getting rid of these five or fifteen dollar fees, depending on what piece of software we're talking about. I, I mean, that, that's certainly one way to look at it. Um, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, bringing that, that mobile experience and that desktop experience together in that way. Because I okay. feel like people are more likely to upgrade on, on their mobile device, but less likely to upgrade on their desktop or, or laptop device. Okay, so you see this as, a, as a, an, an effort at unification of the two product lines. And, it, and considering how powerful the iPad Air, and we'll get to that, the specifics of that device and the naming of it a little bit later, but just considering how powerful that is, it doesn't seem like it's such a huge jump to throw a keyboard on it, whether or not it's through a Surface-style um, case or built in as a, as a, as a, a you know, uh, a MacBook lighter than Air or something. It, we're talking about all of the hardware that, that they're selling now having sufficient um, CPU power, at least, to, to, to run the latest and greatest Hi, I'm, as our, our relative, as our re- resident treasurer or mathematician, whatever we want to call it, how much money do you save on software? If you want the full iWorks and iLife suites on OS X and on iOS, if you buy new hardware versus upgrading on the old hardware, how much money do you save um, on those things? Well, when I had iWork, I was not thrilled with it. So I'm not buying it again. Uh, iLife was supposed to be free, but I, and it was with the new Mac. If you went to the newer version, you had to pay X number of dollars to get pieces of software that really no one uses. I don't remember the last time I used GarageBand or iWeb or iDVD. Well, iWeb and iDVD are, have been defunct for quite some time now. Okay. Okay. So, so look, if Pages works, and I think the whole point of Mavericks was to to get people to buy a Mac and an iPhone because I looked at the features and all of them were use uh, iCloud Keychain with your iPhone, use iCloud Autofill, use iCloud PhotoStream. Everything was iCloud with your iPhone and your Mac. And for people who have both, I, I think it's going to be a great experience. I so, really do. Drew, can you do the math quicker than Heim can? It seems like he avoided the question. How, how much? What? If you if you if you if you try to to backload. Uh, iWork and iLife onto uh, an older piece of hardware, what, what does it cost? What, what is, what, what is uh, the cost per piece of software? I think iWork was $20 an app, and so I think iLife was 15 Okay. Okay, so not... About $105 total. Okay, okay. so, so if, 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 if they can save... You, oh, so, and GarageBand is actually free across the board now, so it would be $90. Okay. With in-app purchases. Yeah. Right. So GarageBand. Let's has, say that dirty word again. What's that okay, dirty so, word? In app purchases. Okay, but we, we we now Apple I think has positioned itself to be able to compete against Google Docs, frankly. And for maybe Office three sixty five. This now makes it so that you don't have to go right to Google Drive on an iOS device if you want collaboration. And they did a, a, a kitschy thing with Eddie Q um, working on a document live across from, from from another software developer, but the bottom line is that this is this is Apple's push into the cloud um, for the first time in a major way because it's free. I mean, it, it, people are well. Gonna here's the thing: are, are you going to based on mobile me's problems and iCloud's problems for the better part of a decade? Are you going to say, you know what, we're going to ditch Office now because 
they just seem to solve it with Eddie Q's face up there. No. Drew and Paul, would you do that? Would you would you use uh would, would, could you see yourself being iCloud in the iCloud uh, environment for for productivity purposes? No, I I, I mean I don't think so. One Drew, of the reasons I know why I'll, I'll I know, use go ahead. One of the reasons why I'll use um, Google Docs from time to time is just because of the the cross compatibility. I don't have to worry about people on a PC or on a Mac or on various devices, it's this is going to be an issue on iCloud. I feel like you're going to have to be a Mac user to be really take advantage of it. Drew, can you comment on that? Because I think I think they addressed that issue um, in the keynote, right? right? There, there there is a there's an out for the people that don't have any Apple hardware whatsoever, right? Uh, yeah, I think you can just go to iCloud.com and and uh, collaborate from a PC. So if I, if I remember correctly. So, so besides iTunes, this seems like it's it's an, an, a widening of the halo, insofar as non-Apple hardware kind of has a chance to get into to, to this free software environment. And for that matter, it might even be it might run um, in Chrome and Firefox on Linux. I'm not sure, but it certainly runs name, on Windows. Name one good piece of Apple software on the PC. I, there isn't. I mean, I don't like iTunes on the uh, the PC that much. What, what's, what, what are you getting at high time? What about Safari? So Drew just said that you can go to the website to use iWork. Well, the, they would want you to use Safari, right? Okay. And Safari on the Mac or on the Windows, apparently, I don't think has been updated in years. I think they've killed it. Actually, I've used I've used I've used iCloud on on a, like in Chrome. Well, so they're yeah. saying use Google Chrome to access iCloud. So maybe this is proof, if it works, and I mean, like, I played around with the beta, and I was very impressed, frankly, by how desktopy the iCloud apps felt in the Chrome browser. They far surpassed Google Docs um, in Chrome, for that matter. So maybe this is, this is proof positive that Apple at least can get, in, you know, can get into the cloud apps arena and not be trounced Features-wise, maybe sync-wise, they'll be destroyed again, and, and Tim Cook will be writing apology letters every other week. But they, they can build an app that works in the browser. I, I, you, I think you, you're going now into the business, and businesses need reliability. And yes, Google Docs is not great, but it's reliable for the most part. If you're trying to do some cost cutting and saying that Office 365 at whatever nineteen dollars, nineteen ninety five a month per user per seat or whatever it is, is too expensive. Now you have to make a decision: Do I go with iCloud or do I go with Google Docs? And I, I, I as much as Pages and Numbers and Keynote all look that nice, do you trust iCloud? And that's going to be the answer. All right, so they have, let's just say they have a year to prove themselves. But the bottom line is now that Mavericks is free, and it seems more like the, the, it, it is a hardware-centric company, as always, in a way. They want you, in, they want you using their hardware, and, and this is a, a, a way to kind of, I don't know, make that case um, even further. And speaking of hardware, I like, like, we'll, 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 the, the, the Mac Pro um, finally gets a, a quasi-official release date, uh, Phil Schiller threw out more fancy video of the device like flying through space and also the manufacturing of the device, revealing that it, it takes 20 states um, worth of, of effort to, to, to get the parts uh, together. I don't know, even know where it's finally assembled in the United States. But th- this thing is coming to fruition in the, in the context of Mavericks being made free. This is, to me, it looks like a, a, a commitment 
to the desktop space by Apple, um, if only to honor their, their past kind of, uh, you know, philosophical attachment to it, is uh, even as, as, as their desktop portion becomes a smaller and smaller slice of their revenue, do you, do you think that they've proven to their, their loyal desktop users that, hey, the Mac Pro line is going to be around for a while and the MacBook Pros are going to be around for a while, et cetera, et cetera? Did they do that successfully and, and keep people um, from, from, you know, I don't know, running to back to Dell or something? I think they were successful in the fact that Tim Cook said, please, desktop owners, we guarantee you amazing things in 2013. And they they solved on their commi- they They came to grips with their commitment. On December 31st, they will release the Mac Pro at 10 p.m. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So, so, Drew, if you had three thousand dollars kicking around, I, I, would you be tempted? Plus tax. To, oh, thank you. With no display and no keyboard and no mouse, but two gigabit Ethernet ports, would would you want a Mac Pro in your life somewhere as a, as a software development? Student? I mean, for me personally, no, because I have no use for that much power. I mean, I wouldn't use. I mean, I'd get by with a Mac Mini, frankly. I mean, it's probably about all I need. But I can I can definitely see where professional. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's great for them. But it's just not my use case, I guess. Yeah, uh, Paul, do you, do you think that it's the that the, the Mac Pro fills a, a purpose beyond like a, like on a sales chart as just keeping Apple kind of in the fray in the professional uh, development uh, environment, and also for that matter, as far as video development goes, is there something more important about this device than than just the the number of units that that it sells, or am I overblowing it? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's all about that you know video production industry. And, and you know the graphic design industries. Um, Mac Pro has been a standard in those industries for some time. Um, you, you need that type of power, and all the the best softwares run on Mac OS. Okay, so D- Drew, I mean, Drew, did you watch the keynote? Yeah, I did. And Paul, did you watch it? I didn't. Okay, so Drew, this this goes out to you then. There there was something that 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 Craig Federighi said while he was talking about Mavericks that made me want to, to, to fly out to California and give him a hug. Do you know what it was? Uh, no, you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> all right, all right. So he, he said, you know, we in Mavericks, we focused very much on, on the technical uh, underpinnings of it. And because we're, we, we, instead of driving around door-to-door and giving people, like, sticks of RAM to upgrade their machines, we worked hard on the software side to make things quicker and in my experience, just just using Mavericks on older hardware, they totally made good on that. And I can't say how impressed I am that that, that they care to do that, and that they they were able to execute on that. Because even using um, 10.9 on a, now a 2009 piece of hardware that's four years old um, and, and going on five years old. Um, it seems speedier than it ever has. Literally speedier even than Snow Leopard, which was the, the previous kind of benchmark, at least anecdotally for me, for speedy OS X um, devices. Did, what, what have been your experiences putting 10.9 on your older hardware? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely tell a difference immediately as soon as I booted it up the first time. Um, I'll tell you something that's really impressed me is the scrolling. They talked about it at WWDC, but they said they redid scrolling somehow mm. in Safari. And a lot of the websites I visit have the continuous scroll thing that's popular now. And it's amazing how much smoother I can get through those websites now than, uh, than before on, uh, on Mountain Lion. So, Han, you're a frequent critic of Apple for, for, for 
dispatching with old hardware and no longer supporting it. Based on what Drew said, and based on your own experiences on your mid-2009 MacBook Pro, did they, did they, go, did, did they polish up the old hardware enough that, that it's usable? I mean, did, did, they, did they do something that Google has never done with Android or maybe doesn't have the technical prowess to do, or maybe the, the hardware is not, but I don't know. What, what have you seen? Well, I, I was going to wait till we talk about the, the new Macs, but but I'm I'm on the fence now. Do I buy a, a new MacBook Pro Retina? Do I buy a MacBook Air? Or do I keep what I have for another year? And I'm leaning towards, and I've only had Mavericks for 20 minutes, I'm, I'm leaning towards, I think I can wait another year. Let them work out the kinks with the 13-inch retina. Let them work them out. Let them see what we get with Thunderbolt, and we go from there. But I think I can now, and I'm happy about this, wait another year. And that's because of, of Craig Federighi's promise, be, making, making good on his promise to, 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 to speed up the old hardware, right? And to use the compressed memory and to reallocate the, the integrated graphics memory in such a way that, that OS X is faster on older hardware, right? I, I mean, I... I am trying to get you to acknowledge that it's this this whether or not they, that maybe they have a totally different philosophy in the mobile space. At least on the, in the desktop space, they care about supporting old hardware. Well, look if look we paid what do we pay eleven ninety nine for our laptops. If if Google gives us every year a two hundred dollar laptop that only supports the latest and greatest for five years, it's a wash, right? I mean, I, not, it, it's hard to put uh, – you put $1,100 knowing you keep a computer for five years or you put $200 for five years. It comes out to be the same. Well, at any given time, though, the, the, the maximal performance from the $1,100 device is probably going to be higher than – at least in the beginning couple of years than the $200 device. Well, true, but you have to look at what you need it for. And my thing is I, I'm big into photography now. So a 13-inch Retina Pro won't uh, – MacBook Pro won't do it for me because I won't be using that monitor. I'll need to get a new uh, – I would basically need to get a cinema display. So then I say, okay, well, I'll get the iMac. You can get any You can get any DisplayPort-enabled device and use – No, it, yeah, but it's the max resolution is 1080p unless you get – uh, a four, uh, what is it? 1960 by 1440. I think you just made that resolution up. Not, not 1960. <laughs> I think it's 1920. But what, what do you? I, I, don't even, I don't even know why that's. You, you can you can use Thunderbolt 2 to to output as though it were HDMI. And and, and all the new Retina MacBook Pros have HDMI. Maybe the third. No, 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 no. It's going to scale to 1080p. My big 24-inch monitor is going to go to to 1080p because that's, that's the native resolution. That's. But what I'm saying is that that is not the case with newer newer. Uh, Displays from from Dell even uh, or from Monoprice they they can use this they can use the Thunderbolt uh, to output as as at native resolution even without the Daisy chaining let's let's, let's table that Paul did uh, you, let's go yeah, let's yeah move. did you did you throw Mavericks on on your on your laptop uh, I did not yet all right so next show you'll report back to us and we'll see whether or not. Yeah. So, so it's between now and when you put Mavericks on, note whether or not it, it feels it feels snappier. Okay, so it sounds like then we're ready to quickly get into get into the laptop space. First of all, they shrank the the dimensions of the 13 inch Retina um, MacBook Pro, which is which is nice. It's 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 sleeker certainly. They bumped the specs all around. They threw in better integrated graphics with Intel Iris, which has been reviewed really well. Um, the, the the cost I think was 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 cut um, for every single model for um, and it and they only left one non Retina MacBook Pro around 
So this is this is the quiz for 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 this for episode one hundred fifteen. Which which model of the the non MacBook Retina still exists? Anyone? Thirteen inch. Exactly. Um, I forget I forget the exact specs on it, but it's I think it's the the last non Retina thirteen inch model. Right? Exactly. They just kept it. And it's and and in this I find interesting. It is a hundred dollar difference between that and the and the Retina model for a huge bump in performance and, and newer technology. And that $100, in Apple's mind, that, that new Ben Franklin holographic $100 bill, they're willing, for, in, for that amount of money, I mean, you get a lot going from the base model of even an iPad to the next setup. What, what is going on pricing-wise? It seems to kind of penalize, frankly, people that can't afford that extra $100. But what... What what do we see here? I mean, I just kind of glossed over the notebooks with a bit of a monologue. But what what is going on where a hundred dollars buys you into a totally different territory? But the problem is, it's not zero to a hundred. It's it's eleven hundred to twelve hundred, or it's eleven ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. That's a that hundred dollars is a hard hundred dollars to justify. It's 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 but it's a hundred. I mean, even as a it's a hundred dollars, but it's it's a hundred. It's not zero to a hundred dollars. It's it's twelve ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine, and that's and no, that's it's, the it's hard not. Part. It's eleven ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Right. Well, it's over a thousand dollars to to be outputting at one month in one month of mm-hmm. your salary or whatever it right. is. That's a lot of money. Okay, so so when we look at the, the current notebook line, what what is going to be the biggest seller now? What are they positioning to be? The, the one that gets a plurality at, at the least. And I bet, you, I bet you it will get a majority of the sales of the, of the notebooks. I, I'm obviously, I'm referring to the newest 13-inch MacBook Pro. I think they're going, to, they're going to fly off the shelves because comparing it to the last year's model, besides the, the spec bump, it also has a different form factor. And just looking at it two years ago, what you're getting for your money now just looks pretty spectacular. So I, I'm rosy for the, for the sales of, of this, the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Retina 13-inch MacBook Pro. Agreements, disagreements. Anyone going to buy? I agree, them? definitely. Yeah, when I saw the uh, eleven ninety nine entry level for Retina thirteen inch, I, I thought immediately, that's it. That'll be the one that sells the most because that's a great price for what you're getting, at least in terms of uh, in the Apple world, at least. Right. So, Paul, if, we, if you compare that price point, if you had, if you spent that on a Vio or something, where who comes out on top? Can, can you get? more for your money with a different manufacturer, or has Apple, with its, its economies of scale and brilliant engineering, kind of built the best notebook you can get for that price? Does every hipster uh, have to have one? Better. Okay. <laughs> I, I, but, but, but that being said, I, I think that the, the, non, the, the 12.99 model would probably sell higher than the 11.99 model. I think that the, what's it called? The, the, the Air, the MacBook Air, is still going to be the number one seller. Okay. I mean, it, it, that's ten ninety nine, I think. And, and by is, the way, it's not Retina. That's the other one that's not Retina. That is true. Okay, time, time is dutifully telling us we have not very much time left, so we'll have to move on from the desktop stuff to the, the or t- from the from the the mobile stuff to the really mobile stuff, the iPad. So so now we have an iPad Air, a name that's been bandied about back in, uh, for for a while. It's, it's it is. I've now, never heard the iPad Air being thrown around. It's been it's it's been said. It's been said at, at, before other keynotes before. In the in the the rumor mongers have been at it. The, the bezel has shrunk. It is it is it is it is a, a full grown iPad Mini. You can even call it an the, the the iPad Mini grows up. The bezel is different. It's super thin. Everyone loves it. The thing weighs one pound. It's glorious. It's going to be the best tablet ever. I, I think it, would, it, would, it, it doesn't have Touch ID. 
Does not have touch ID. Is, which is which is a huge disappointment. Okay. Like, oh, like a ridiculous disappointment that they couldn't put it in. So but. so so I want I want to pose a question here. We we now have we have an iPad Mini. We have a Mac Mini. Um, there's no MacBook Mini, but there's a MacBook Air and there's a MacBook Pro. Is is this just at least rhetorically speaking? Is 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 sometime in 2014 going to see an iPad Pro now? Yes. Yeah, Drew, you say I think so. Absolutely, yes. No, there's too much fragment, not fragmentation. There's too many skews on the iPad line. You have the <laughs> iPad Mini, the iPad Retina, the iPad Two, the iPad Air. There's just too many right, for two the, different the next, sizes. The next year, next year they'll drop the iPad Two, drop the iPad Mini with no Retina. You have iPad Mini Retina, iPad Air, iPad Pro, and everything is Retina. I I, I can see that happening too, and and. Paul, before I, I guess I chimed in already. But Paul, what do you, do you see there being potential? Now, of course, it's like it's like right after the the election of a president, people are thinking about what's going to happen four years later. But even still, Paul, the question goes out to you: Is is an iPad Pro now somewhere in the works, based on what we saw at today on um, today's event? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. I think despite the naming convention, this is just the new iPad. Okay, I'm going to go with Drew. I, I think there's going to be an iPad Pro, and I think it's going to have a built-in... Um, there's going to be an Apple-branded keyboard for it, but besides repurposing the Bluetooth uh, keyboard, and it's going to look like a Surface, but work a lot better than a Surface. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll nope. figure that out. Nope, not happening. Okay, all right. No, not happening. We'll see. Give me... Give me, give me I, give, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay, get, we got, I get a year the, on this. I get a year fact, on this one. Okay, the fact that Touch ID, I think the biggest letdown, who cares that it's lighter, who cares that it's faster, who cares, it doesn't have Touch ID. I guarantee, Heim, that if when you go to an Apple store and you touch the... When any... I, I think that... And I say this a lot, but and, and they keep upping the ante on it. When people pick up the iPad Air... They're gonna fall in love. It's gonna, it's going to, it's going to, keep, it's going to take food out of people's mouths. People, they, they, at nine hundred and forty-nine dollars, it's taking a lot of food out of a lot it, of people. No, it's for, it's for it, it, the four ninety-nine for the sixteen gigabyte model, as always. One hundred twenty-eight gig LTE. Okay, well that's nine forty-nine. Okay, well that I don't think you have to purchase that one. So so, looking at the 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 iPad lines and the um the MacBook Pro lines it's, there's been overall Phil Schiller was presiding over contractions I think of the SKUs the SKUs for those who don't know that that the stock keeping units and the number of products in these markets, right like that that's what happened during this keynote things were made smaller there was not a, there was not growth in it really well they just I mean I don't understand why are the, why is the iPad 2 still there I mean what, what's because, the point of that? Because, because they want a three ninety nine entry level for a full size iPad. Ex- exactly. For a hundred dollars more, you can get this, uh, as they put it, eight <laughs> times faster. And the difference. Well, well exactly. That, that's the whole point. Is that but that hundred dollars. You make that argument to consumer, and all of a sudden you get that extra hundred. If you're Apple, you get that extra hundred because, of course, it's better to pay the extra hundred to get the new iPad. That, that, that's what I was just saying. Like, am I in the Twilight Zone? That's what I was no, saying. No, no, no. But, no, but you're talking yeah. between eleven ninety nine and twelve ninety nine. I'm talking between three ninety nine and four ninety nine. Here's the problem: schools and education are still going to go for the iPad two. The Los Angeles County is still going to finance thirty million dollars on a thirty year note for the iPad two because that's the cheapest one. Not necessarily the best one; it's just the cheapest. Or the or the one for which you get the most value for each of your dollars. And so, well, the problem is, is that I see the mini line. I don't know why they didn't just go full retina on it. 
I see the iPad line. I, I would have dropped the iPad too, but still, like, it's still where, supported. Where is the iPod Touch here now? Because an iPod Touch is still three hundred bucks, the same cost as a, a non-Retina iPad Mini, right? Like, where does that ex- even exist anymore? I mean, it comes in space gray now, but is it just an afterthought? I mean, who who wants this the small size without it being a phone? I mean, who's going to go for? I, I don't really get it. Does the iPod Touch? I guess. Okay. Mostly teenagers, probably. So there, there it's is, a music player. All right, but it's still it's three hundred bucks, right? Isn't it the, the the baseline iPod Touch, or is it? I guess two twenty nine. It maybe is the yeah, but it's, it's, about, it's about the size, the the music playing ability, and 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 the cost and, and the app functionality. It still has a spot. Okay, one race. one minute, one minute. Okay, so we 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 have our prediction set up for a year from now. We'll see what we'll see what happens, and Paul will report back on his experiences using 10.9 on his older Mac hardware. Drew, thanks for being with us. I'm Justin Fried, and I say good night. And I will, I will put, I'm, I'm going to upgrade everything I can with 10.9 in the next. And guys, just self, shameless self promotion. We have a new security podcast on the network. Take a listen, report back. That you should have said that at the top of the show too. Well, too. I will All maybe right. next Bye. time. Good night. Bye. Bye.